As we look at the life of Jesus and we look at Jesus for, for who he is, this, this text tells us that it's in John chapter number 2. It's um, the very first miracle that Jesus ever, ever did that's, that's written down. It's the very first miracle that's ever been, was performed by Jesus. You've got to remember, think back to what Jesus is. He was the son of God who the angel came to Mary and said, you will have a son. His name shall be called Emmanuel. He will, uh, she began to tell him how the angel began to tell Mary all that Jesus was going to do. He was going to be the Messiah, the savior of the world. And Mary gladly, she received the word. The Bible says the Holy Spirit uh, came in upon her and she became impregnated with Jesus. We know that. There was a man named Joseph who Mary was engaged to. Um, and he was a carpenter. Joseph the carpenter married Mary and uh, raised Jesus as his own. He raised Jesus as if he was his own produced son. And the thing about Jesus' time, whenever, a, whenever you were born, whatever family you were born into, that's the occupation that you did. So Jesus being born into, uh, being raised by a carpenter, Jesus began to do carpentry, just watching his dad, hanging out with his dad, uh, building, and, and, and I don't know, is it, do I have any carpenters in the building? Carpenters, carpenters. Good, because I'm going to tell y'all lies and y'all ain't going to believe it. Uh, no, I'm kidding. Uh, when you, I don't know if you ever needed a carpenter. I don't know if you ever needed somebody to uh, build something for you, but what I love about carpenters is, for us guys at least, Whenever we get in over our head trying to build things and where my knowledge of a particular thing stops, I can always call a carpenter and they can fix the problem. Carpenters, they, they, they're, they're, uh, they call, there's some that are called master carpenters where they can build things that just blow your mind, man. They're just amazing carpenters. And the architecture and the detail that they put into a thing, they can take pieces of wood and some nails and create a magnificent house. They can create mansions and they can create uh, enormous buildings because they're carpenters. And Jesus also was a carpenter. And I'm so glad that Jesus was a carpenter because there's been times in my life when things were falling apart and I needed Jesus to come in and say, don't worry, you don't know how to fix it, but I can fix it because I'm a carpenter. Carpenters show up and carpenters know how to get their hands dirty. Carpenters know how to get in there and jump into a mess and make masterpieces. Oh, it sounds like Jesus to me. Jesus comes and he can construct some things that look very bad to others. Jesus can construct it and make people say, oh, my goodness, look at this. Have you ever looked at a building and said, oh, that's a nice house? Well, a carpenter had to build that. A carpenter put it all together. And I'm so glad that my Savior is a carpenter because he he's came to me time and time again when my house was falling apart. He said, I'll step in and I'll rebuild, I'll remake, I'll revive, I'll restore, I'll refresh your house. Carpenters are great remodelers because they can show up to a busted up house. And how many have ever seen that show, Flip This House? Carpenters can show up and they can get the vision and the intention of the, of the, of the person and say, you know what, I can do that. Now, I don't want you to know this. You serve a God that can do that. You serve a God that can look at your place, look at your life, and say, I am a carpenter. Man, it's so good to know that he's a carpenter. You know what's crazy is, is I heard somebody say a long time ago, the devil was acting dumb whenever he put some wood and a nail in the hands of a carpenter because Jesus died on some wood, and it was 
was the nails. You, know, you can't mess around and put wood and nails in the hands of a carpenter. The, the, the devil thought he was killing Jesus, but he was actually, Jesus was changing that into eternal life for you and me. Do I got anybody that's glad that he's a carpenter? Oh, when I think about the cross and I think about Jesus, what he did with that cross, those two intersecting pieces of wood and the nails that they put in his hand, Jesus said, I got this. I'm going to fix eternity because I am a carpenter. Is there anybody glad that we serve a carpenter? His name is Jesus. Jesus, he went through his life watching his dad build stuff out of wood and you know Jesus one of, the, one of his final acts on this earth was to look at his dad and say look what I can do with this wood and these nails and I'm so glad that because he did that I can call myself a son of the living God I am a child of God because of what he did with that wood somebody say bring the wood I'm going to bring the wood today Jesus Shows up in John chapter number two to a wedding, to a wedding. And it's a feast. And, and, and in, in those times and lives of Jesus, the, the wedding feast used to last uh, between three and seven days. You Mexicans think y'all can party. <laughs> These children of God, the Jewish, can really get down. The party was a nonstop. And they partied for seven days, seven-day party. And, and Jesus, the Bible says that Jesus was, was invited. Jesus showed up to the party. Him and his boys showed up. Jesus and his disciples are there. And, and I don't know what Jesus was doing at the party. I mean, I know how I go to y'all's parties when y'all have quinceañeras or weddings or, or whatever. And I like to just sit back in the corner and just bob my head watching everybody have a good time. I don't know what Jesus was doing. I'm sure he wasn't walking on water at the time. Uh, I, I'm sure Jesus was just sitting back going, Cool party. Yeah, I didn't know. He's like, like, I didn't know John the Baptist could dance like that. You know? I didn't know Peter. I didn't know Peter had that in. Man, why? Wow, look at this. They're having a good time at the party. Come on, let's get there. Let's get there. Let's go. Where is that? Jesus, Jesus and his disciples just hanging out and watching. Just kind of hanging. Doesn't say they were doing anything but just attenders. I'm one of those people at the party. I'm just an attender. I'm like, you ain't going to see me on the dance floor. Um, you ain't, well, maybe, you know. <laughs> you might if, if I tell everybody turn your phones off because then they'll act crazy if they see no I'm kidding uh, <laughs> I got a pastor in the house he knows how it is no I'm kidding uh, I'm like no I, don't, I just kind of hang out and watch well Jesus I imagine was just hanging out watching everybody have a good time and then you know what the Bible says his mom comes up to him verse number 3 his mom comes up to him and, and she's like Jesus Hey, Mom, what's up? How you doing? You having a good time, Mom? Yeah. One problem. I know you're the son of God. I know that you are the savior of the world. I know you're going to be the Messiah. I know you have all power in your hands. I know that, that, that you're going to do amazing things under the anointing of God. But we're out of wine. <laughs> it's, all the, it's all the thing. They have no wine. Not, not there's somebody over here possessed with a demon. Not somebody over here is lame and they can't walk. Not somebody is, is blind. The first thing that m the mother of Jesus says is, we ain't got no more drink. <laughs> My Savior, 
my Lord, my Jesus, who I worship daily and pray to daily. His first, his mom's first response was, we ain't got nothing to drink, man. And it's, it's one of those things where we got to start asking ourselves. We just had a party for my daughter last night, and, and we invited people, and, and we, had, we had food, and we had tea, and, and, and uh, chicken fried chicken, mashed potatoes, broccoli casseroles, some toast, some amazing cake from Carrie's Cakes, and, and it was just great, great food, great food. I'm not going to focus so much on the fact that Jesus turned water into wine today. I'm going to ask a question. Why'd they run out of wine? Because in our life, we can have so much joy, so much peace, so much hope. We can have so much of the spirit of God in our life, so much passion for the things of God. We can have so much that, that, that God is really just, man, God, you're, I want to pursue you. I want to know you. I want to get into the word with you. When, you remember that when you got saved? You're on fire for Jesus. But then the water pot started getting empty. Why? They run out of wine. Last night I was, we were, we were monitoring, looking at the food. We got plenty of food. We got plenty of cake. We got plenty of tea and water. We got plenty of it. We got good music, good people. But in our life, if we don't do inventory, we can watch life poke holes in our water pots. Life has a way, if you live a little bit, life has a way of draining the joy out of your life. Life has a way of draining the faith out of your life. Life has a way of draining the, the, the hope for a better tomorrow. And life has a way of poking holes in your marriage. Life has a way of poking holes in your finances. And yeah, 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 you were a big baller when the income tax came in, but life poked holes in it. And now, the water pots are running on empty. Have you ever had your water pots run on empty? Have you ever stepped back in your life and said, God, I remember a time I was closer to you than I am right now. God, I remember a time whenever I pursued you at a greater pace than I pursue you right now. God, I remember a time, God, my water pot is empty. We serve a God of miracles. We serve a God that can do all kinds of great things. But I don't want to live my life always hoping and praying and believing that God comes through for me today. I don't want to get so sick that I have my, my, my prayer is, oh, I need a miracle just to make it today. But too many times we let our water pots get to a certain level. Say it like this. Have you ever been driving in your car and your, the white needle gets past the red line? Well, most prayers come out at that time. Lord, multiply that gas. Lord, in the name of you, supernaturally, multiply the gas. Just let me get to tooting totem from right here. But first, let me stop at three more places. But God, I believe. Anybody ever said a prayer about gas? I think the E stands for enough. It's not. But we let our tank get so low that we run on fumes. And we live a life 
running on. That we live a life living paycheck to paycheck. We live a life running. Uh, we had a good day today, babe. We had a good day today, babe. We had a bad day today. We have a good day today. We had a bad day. Just running on fumes. Have you ever run on fumes? We work so hard and work so hard and work so hard and, and we're exhausted and we, we go home and, and we, we go to work and we work so hard and then we go home, kick back on the couch and we go to sleep and go and work so hard, kick back on the couch and go to sleep. All of a sudden, we're running on fumes. So my question is really, how'd y'all run out of wine, yo? Why are you running on fumes? Maybe one of the reasons... They're running on fumes. I tell you, for me, I was watching last night. I was watching the door as people walked in. Because sometimes it's the unexpected guest, the un uninvited guest that crash your party in your life, that deplenish you of your resources. They deplenish you of your joy. They're uninvited people. They're just people that just pop up in your life and they begin to suck the joy, the peace, the smile off your face. The uninvited guests. Me and, and Pastor Aaron and my families were in L.A. a couple weeks ago. And as we're driving through L.A., I like to drive through the, with, the, with the windows down so I can listen to the sounds of the city. And, and once we drove by a, uh, a club, a nightclub, and there was a line out outside the nightclub and and there was a velvet robe and it looked just like the movies man it was so cool but we saw the bouncer going like this because even though although there was some uninvited guests he still got to check and, and decide who do I want into my club in our life we got to do a, a, a check your guest list your name's not on the list you can't come in you, you don't speak positive into my life. You can't come in. You, you're not, you, don't, you, don't, you don't bring nothing to the table of my life, so you can't come in. I've got, we've got to learn how to check the guest list and tell people, you are not on the list. You got to go because you are draining my smile off of my face. You are draining my money out of my pocket. You are draining my hope. You are draining my joy. You are making my water pot. Number two, watch this. Let's talk about Pastor Aaron again. And, and, and we went to his wedding, my whole family, the De Los Santos. We roll in packs. <laughs> we caravan to the DFW Metroplex where there Aaron and Shannon lived. We caravaned over there, and they were getting married. And, and it was a beautiful wedding, man. The, the, it was just perfect. You, you imagine it, it was there. And after the wedding ceremony, they had a reception, right? And at the reception... We all, the De Los Santos, we don't come to play. If you got food, we ain't playing. <laughs> De Los Santos, line up. And we got in front of a, he married a white person, right? And so we got in front of them. First time in history. But <laughs> we got in front.